It's Thursday, May 8, 2014. This move, this victory is, is a major one in the climate movement. Stanford University is breaking up with coal. Billions of dollars of it. It's official. Fracking causing earthquakes in Oklahoma. Fracking also increasing traffic deaths. The Koch brothers' sneaky campaign to scare your grandmother. Plus, odds are that if that train that you've seen anywhere near your town is carrying any freight at all, it is carrying oil. And it's carrying it in one of these prone-to-explode tin can rail cars that people are now calling the Ford Pinto of rail cars. New rules for oil train rail cars, but there's a catch. Oh, snap. The Ford Pinto of rail cars. All of those explosive stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The idea that we who have trouble forecasting what's going to happen on Saturday in the climate could pretend to, to be predicting what's going to happen in 30, 40 years is absurd. You tell them, Charles Krauthammer of Fox News, those scientists don't know nothing about no science. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, is it true I hear that over the past year there has been more oil spilled from oil trains than in the past 35 years combined? Yes, that is true. It's alarming and crazy. And this is all because of Barack Obama's war on oil in which oil production in the United States has gone through the roof. Yes, it is booming in the U.S. I almost said it has been exploding, but... <laughs> well, it's, yeah, literally, oil by rail shipments have jumped 4,000% in just five years, and that brings with it the massive increase in destructive and deadly oil train explosions. In 2008, there were 10,000 oil cars on the rails. Now there are more than 400,000 thousand on the rails. Yep, and after years of warnings by the National Transportation and Safety Board, now the Transportation Department has issued a major emergency safety advisory this week, ordering railroads to inform state emergency management officials when they are going to ship crude oil through those states. The advisory also urges the oil industry to stop using those older model tank cars that are easily ruptured in accidents. But there is a catch. That new safety recommendation for the oil industry to use new tank cars is entirely voluntary. Oh, yeah, that'll totally work. Uh, they are now calling these trains train bombs. Yep, and uh, and I can see why. Just a couple of weeks ago, the uh, outgoing head of the NTSB had called for them to do something about these train bombs, and then lo and behold, a week later, boom, one of them blows up right in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. Yep. Big news! Stanford University is breaking up with coal in response to a student-led divestment campaign, which is similar to the anti-apartheid divestment campaigns of the 1980s. Stanford University's Board of Trustees announced this week that it will remove all coal industry investments from Stanford's $18 billion endowment portfolio. In an interview with Democracy Now!, Stanford University junior Michael Penuelas says this is a very big deal. This is one of the first major uh, acknowledgements on the part of, a, of a, the administration of a major university that anthropogenic climate change is a risk and that the dollars that we are investing and funding our education off of uh, contribute to that. And we're talking about billions of dollars here that is being pulled out of coal by Stanford University. But 
I've heard from uh, a few climate scientists and environmental activists that they're concerned because Stanford is only pulling out their money from coal and they're leaving their oil investment. Well, Stanford says that it's going to now consider their oil investments next. Now, the coal industry is sort of dismissing the Stanford announcement, saying that it's just going to be a drop in the bucket of industry revenue. The way South Africa dismissed the divestment movement in the 80s. Proceed at your peril fossil fuel industry. A whole lot of shaking going on in Oklahoma. The U.S. Geological Survey has now officially confirmed that the alarming spike in earthquakes in Oklahoma is caused in part by the controversial drilling technique of hydraulic fracturing, or fracking, from both the drilling process and the underground injection wells that the industry uses to permanently store toxic drilling wastewater. Another disturbing side effect of fracking, the Associated Press reports that traffic fatalities have increased 300 to 400 percent since 2004, but only in areas where fracking is booming. They say it's due to increased heavy equipment traffic. Oh, it's not the fracking shaking up the ground and causing cars to go out of control. No, no, just because there's all these extra trucks driving something like 2,000 to 4,000 more truck trips for every fracked well. Meanwhile, renewable energy is also booming in the U.S., the economic kind, not the explosive kind, and it's now enough to be a competitive threat to the fossil fuel industry. In Kansas, the billionaire Koch brothers' front group, Americans for Prosperity, mailed misleading postcards to senior citizens, urging them to demand a repeal of the state's renewable portfolio standard that requires utilities to get a portion of their energy from clean renewable sources. That attempt narrowly failed last week, but similar campaigns are under way in other red states. The Koch brothers lying to people, fooling old people? Not my Koch brothers. For much more on that and the stories we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. We're also welcoming aboard our newest affiliate partners today, Agogo. Check them out at agogo.com. Welcome, Agogo. Download their app, put it on your iPhone, and listen to us on the roll. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs> <laughs>